Welcome to Stuck in My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I'm your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. He's an actor, author, playwright, director. He's a man of many talents, the amazing Billy Van Zandt. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Anytime, anytime. So you actually released a book this summer, didn't you? I did. It's called Get in the Car, Jane. Adventures in the TV Wasteland. It's about all the TV shows that Jane Milmore and I worked on through the years or created or produced. Uh, Martin Lawrence, The Wayans Brothers, Don Rickles, Bob Newhart. So every chapter is a different uh, TV show we worked on. And uh, they're usually just funny stories. Uh, I I kept journals on the the shows when I was uh, doing them. I never kept a journal before. I never kept a journal afterwards. But on the TV shows, I wrote everything down that happened during the week because it was all so crazy. And uh, when I started putting the book together, I I had the luxury of going back and reliving what the, you know, 30-year-old Billy thought of this and that. And it was was quite interesting. I started out very innocent, and uh, I ended up wherever I am now. (laughs) You've been in the industry, oh, man, what, over 30-something years? I'm ashamed to tell you, actually. I've been, I've been, uh, I I worked with Jane Milmore for 46 years. Wow. We did, uh... 25 plays together and about 300-something hours of, of sitcoms and a couple of movies thrown in, too. So we, we kept busy. We have, a, we have, a, <laughs> we have a, Steve Joyner set this up. I'm, I'm part of his network. So big shout-out to big Steve to Steve Joyner for uh, hooking this up, man. Uh, so Absolutely. So, Billy, we're going to play a little. We, I, got, I got a couple of questions. Like It's this thing I started. It's, uh, it's just three questions so that people get to know you. Okay. All right, so the first one is, What's the worst job you've ever had? I don't have to hesitate on that at all. It was a, a TV show called Nurses, and I hated every minute I was there. We lasted nine episodes on that, and we quit. I, I, I don't like, you know, I don't believe in quitting things. I like seeing things through and fixing them. I couldn't take it on that show. It was, um, it was supposed to be a very broad physical comedy about a hospital. And uh, when I came to work, the guy I thought was running the show was no longer running the show, and it was another woman who had never done this before. She had worked for that company, but had never run a, run a show, and she didn't know what she was doing. So so our job, as we were second in charge on that show, our job was to make her job easy. But she didn't want to hear from us. She didn't. She resented the fact we were there. She resented everything. She had a whole staff of great writers, all of which went on to run Roseanne and run Home Improvement and all these other shows. And she fired a new person every week for no reason at all. And I, it, it was so opposite of how you want to be in a creative situation. You know, you want you want to. I like a fun. Almost, you know, a bunch of friends hanging out at your work, you know. Yeah. Uh, this was torture. Uh, in, in September, she told us we wouldn't be work. Don't plan on going home for Christmas because you're going to be working. It's like, I don't need that. And they treated celebrities. Uh, I, I pulled a film legend out of retirement uh, named Dorothy Lamore, Very famous. One of the biggest original stars of the movies and uh, she came to uh, play a grandmother role on one of the shows that Jane and I wrote. The producers talked her into coming in to read for them and she said I never read for anything in my life including my Paramount contract but if you really want me that 
bed. I'll come in. So she came in. Big gold, gold, gold Rolls Royce pulled up. She got out. She came into the waiting room, and there were 30 other women reading for the same role. It really pissed me off. She read, and she was very sweet and nervous, and before the door even closed on her, the bosses went, nah, we can do better. Bring in the next one. I said, what are you going to tell her? And they said, we're not going to tell her anything. We don't call every actress that doesn't get a job. And I quit. (laughs) (laughs) You don't treat people like that. Not around me. You don't treat people like that. Me, I treat people the way I want to be treated, so I treat people with the utmost respect. Yeah. That's that's it, man. That's just... Yeah. I mean, for for me, if... Life's too short. And if you're not going to have fun doing what you're doing and you're not going to respect the people you're working with, eh, I'm not going to be around you very long. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> you know? we're, we're, we're on the same page on that one. Like, I love doing podcasting because I, I get to speak to some amazing people. It's just the great, it's just to have some great conversation with people you normally wouldn't be able to have the, these conversations with. So I find I, it's, it's, this is, I started podcasting uh, the end of April. I dropped my first episode. And since then, I've just been churning them out. It's just like, it's, I've, is this is my 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 therapy? I I tell myself this is like I get to let it all out while I'm on the mic and talking to people. Yeah, and it's a great way to. Sorry, a little bug just flew past me. Uh, it was a uh, it's a great way to pass a pandemic. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, I, I, I started because. I had already been, I had wanted to been start for over a year, but I had just been procrastinating. So when I got furloughed from work, it, it really, like, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing nothing else. I'm just home. Wife has me doing a bunch yeah. of, the wife has a big to-do list. So unless I find something to start doing, <laughs> she's going to just have me just keep. So I started podcasting and, and it's it's been a blessing ever since, man. That's great. That's great. All right. So next question. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Uh, oh, interesting. My guilty pleasure. I don't feel guilty about much of anything. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Guilty pleasure would be, uh, huh, I don't know. I, I know what it is. It's. It, it, I do feel a little guilty about it. If uh, desserts. I just love desserts, <laughs> and uh, I know I, I know I shouldn't be eating them, you know, half the time. But uh, you can't. Uh, that's that's the one I'll squeak by. Uh, and massages. I, I a massage. I never I never had a. I was never into drugs or, or drinking. But give me a good massage once a week, and I'll be happy to spend money on that. So those two things, I guess. <laughs> All right. Okay. Final question. What characteristic? are you most known for? I'm sorry, say that again? What characteristic are you most known for? Hmm, hmm, characteristic. Um, probably my voice is just so odd. <laughs> you know, uh, I had friends, uh, friends who created uh, American Dad. They called me out of the blue and they said, you know, they, they wrote for me on the Don Rickles' uh, Richard Lewis show 100 years ago. And they called me out of the blue to come play the role of Jerry the Dentist on American Dad. And I said, well, how, how come me? And he said, your voice, it's just stuck in my head all these years. So that's, that's probably my most marked characteristic, uh, I guess. I guess. Well, listen, you know, hey, listen, that, that's something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So you did American Dad. I, I, this, that's uh, I, I like. I enjoy watching American Dad. It's it's funny. Yeah, you, uh, Matt Weissman uh, worked for us on the. Uh, uh, it was called Daddy Dearest for, with Don Rickles, Richard Lewis, and it was his very first job as a writer. So we used to torture this poor guy and his writing partner because uh, they didn't know what to expect on a TV show at all. So they said, uh, "We said we're having the first table reading with the actors on Monday. So make sure." you wear a suit 
and a tie, and they wore suits and ties, and we're all there in t-shirts and shorts, and you know, but we got, we got all there. <laughs> and uh, and then you know, thirty years later, he hires me to do a voice on a show. It was kind of very nice, very nice. Of him. It came back full circle, man. That's awesome. How does someone maintain such a long career in Hollywood when you know there's guys that just come out of nowhere and they're star for a minute and then they just fade away? But you've been able to do it for such a long time. What did you do personally to ensure that you had such a long career? By uh, doing 12 things at once, quite honestly. Uh, We started out as actors, Jane and me. I started writing to give myself something to act in. So if I wasn't getting an acting role by auditioning, I was writing something for myself and producing that show. And then when I started writing for television, we'd go back and forth between TV projects and theater projects. And, um, you know, I've always I've always lived by what Nike ended up uh, claiming as their thing is just just do it. You know, no, nobody tells you you can't do something and just do it. So we wrote uh, many different kinds of plays uh, just because we started out writing farces, big, broad comedy farces and then we thought eh, let's try this let's try that and uh but nobody told us we couldn't so we kept doing those things and we ended up with what we got now 25 shows but um i would say uh i did have a a background uh, just from teachers in school and from community theater so i sort of knew my craft before i started going into this professionally um and uh, but what i didn't have which kids have now is a telephone with a camera in it and you can make your own movies you can make your own webisodes you can make your own recordings and the world is your oyster right now if you you know and it doesn't cost you anything which is even better um you know when we started out i had to raise money to go do an off-broadway show and i didn't know what i was doing i just went to all my parents friends and and guilted them into giving me a little bit here a little bit there until i had enough money to go do a show and then because that show was successful they came back to do a second show and the third show and and slow you know things built but um but yeah i just i think uh, the more you do the better you get and uh and the more different types of things you do you don't spend any alone time waiting for the phone to ring yeah because for me it's like yeah i started podcasting but now i find myself um i i, I started my own production company where we're looking to start more podcasts get people who want to get involved in doing podcasts and stuff like that and who knows maybe it might expand to something Great. else uh we're launching a radio station for for podcasters so it's just so many different avenues that i decided like just starting just i had i started with podcasting and then it just like you said just started doing multiple different things yeah that's kind that's fantastic that's the way to go it's like it was like a snowball effect once once i once i started recording and podcasting and and making these all these wonderful connections with some great people and connecting and that's one thing about the podcasting community i work with i get to interact with a lot of podcasters and and me being a new kind of not well i've been six months eight six seven months now so i still i'm still learning and i and i and i've met some amazing people that are that are more than helpful that they're like you know anything you need any questions shoot me a message call me let me know refreshing because it's not everybody's like that but it's this community's just been amazing that's great that's great i never did a podcast in my life till this year and i'm enjoying them when i when i come on them yes yeah, i see you. you've been on uh, so talking quite, to a whole bunch of different people about all different things yeah you've been on quite a uh, few of the guys that i i i, I hang i talk to and, and associate with so I, i've seen you i've seen you do your rounds in, in the snj network so we was oh, okay. <laughs> so we was, we was actually scheduled to do something in november but we had to push it back but I, I'm, I'm excited and i'm happy that you you were able to finally get on the show and do it man yeah me too me too so what do you have what, what do you have i, I know with the pandemic going on right now and everything it's not there's not many projects going on but 
or you have anything in the works coming up? Well, we before the before the world closed up, we were doing uh, our 25th play. We were touring the country in a show called The Boomer Boys Musical, which is uh Four guys of a certain age uh, talking and making jokes and singing about the changes that men go through when you hit a certain age. And uh, we were having a ball doing that. Once the world comes back to whatever the world's coming back to, we'll go back out on the road and do that again. And um, so in the meantime, I'm tweaking, you know, we always update any show we do. If, if we do it for a long run, I'm always updating the jokes and all that sort of thing. So it's all fresh. And, and so I'm doing that, changing a couple of musical things. And my uh, my writing partner uh, passed away in February uh, after 46 years together. And we, the entire time she was sick, we kept working because we didn't think she was that sick, honestly. Um, we thought they were misdiagnosing something. And uh, so we have a bunch of unfinished pro- projects that are sitting on a shelf over here. So I plan on finishing those things. And, uh, and I've started I've started work on a couple of those, but uh, in the meantime, I'm having fun talking about my book because uh, you know normally you go out you, you do book yeah, signings yeah. and all that sort of thing, and I haven't been able to do that at all. So coming on these podcasts and talking about the book has been fun. So is there a story you can share about one of the shows that you was on? Uh, sure. Uh, who do you want to hear about? Let's see <laughs> the uh, Wayans brother. No, let's do. Uh, I do, we worked for Andrew Dice Clay for a, a brief season of a show called um, Bless This House. Uh, Bruce Helford had created the Drew Carey show and Bless This House in the same year, and he couldn't run both shows. So he ran Drew Carey, and we took over Bless This House. And it was Andrew Dice Clay and Kathy Moriarty. Fantastic show. Oh, I thought it was good. And um, But Andrew was always... He was fun to work with, and he always hit a home run when he was performing. He wasn't doing his act in our show. He was acting. So when um, every Thursday, we'd start on a Monday, we'd film it on a Friday. But every Thursday, he should have had his lines memorized. But instead, there was always a problem on the set. So we had to go down and and uh, and just calm him down. You know, why aren't you you're late again? Why aren't you? Th-? And it was really a, a lot. And after a couple of weeks, we realized he didn't know his lines, and he was just making excuses for that. But then one week, we had Elaine Stritch on, very famous. Is Broadway diva, brilliantly talented and really difficult. And she was a pain in the ass the whole week. She was excellent, but she was a pain in the ass the whole week. And I go down to the set one day to, to calm her down about something. And I look over and Andrew's sitting there very quietly. And I, I thought, wait a minute. And I said, Andrew, come here. Every Thursday... You show up late. You 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 know. You pretend you have to talk in a Spanish accent for the for no reason at all, and then you know, all this other stuff. This week you're professional. You're on time. You know your lines. What's the difference? And he pointed to Elaine Stretch, who was throwing a tantrum across the the, the stage, and she, he just said, "There's only room for one." <laughs> so, so, yeah, couldn't argue that. Couldn't argue that. Oh man. <laughs> We worked with some great people, I will say. We worked with Martin Lawrence. We worked with, we did the first season of The Martin Show. Um, He was difficult to work with. He just was. And brilliantly funny. And I would I would do it again, but it was it was rough the whole time because he just he would actually come into the writers room and threaten to kill us if we didn't make the scripts funnier. So it was it was that kind of an atmosphere on the set, you know. But uh, but uh, but he was he was he was fun. We we had, we've had some we've had some great times. Mostly we worked with stand up comedian um, and and. And I, 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 whenever I talk about Martin, I have to defend him in the same breath because a stand-up comedian, when they come to do a sitcom, they've been their own writer, 
producer, director for years. And then they come to, a, to do a sitcom with somebody like me. And we say, OK, now we'll tell you what works and what doesn't work. You know, you got to earn that trust over that first initial period. And he didn't trust anybody except himself. But his instincts were good. His instincts were really good. And we created something with that show that hadn't been done before, which was a hybrid of sitcom and sketch comedy in one show. Yeah. It would be a regular sitcom, and then suddenly he'd play Shanene and do a funny scene for, you know, and, uh, you know, he played his mother with a mustache and stuff. So it was like, it's not really real. It's kind of a little of both. But uh, because of that show, it opened up the doors to an awful lot of things and uh, made him a superstar. It was very weird watching him go from a complete, in my mind anyway, in, in, in the stand-up comedian, stand-up world, he was already big. But in the sitcom world, in the movie world, nobody knew who he was. And, and within our show, within, I would say, within airing maybe three times, he went from nobody to massive superstar. And uh, he earned it. He earned it. You know, he was he was quite quite good. He's quite good. You're actually, now that I think about it, you're actually right. He was one of those first shows that was a sitcom, but it was also mm-hmm. sketch comedy because he played Jerome and he played his mother and he played all, and, and he played all these other parts. Yeah. So that, that, I could see the sketch comedy in that aspect of that right there. So... I didn't really think about it that way, but that, yeah. that was awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, we had fun that first season. I was hired to do that show, and, and the, the original, when they first came to us, they said, uh, do you want to do a show for Martin Lawrence? Now, in California, there was a Martin Lawrence art gallery in every mall in the state. So I thought they wanted us to go do an art gallery show. I didn't know who he was. And then we saw a stand-up act. I was like, oh, I want to be part of this, you know. And uh, But I went to them, and I said, look, I, here's the thing. If you haven't noticed, I'm not black. I'm not going to pretend I'm black when I write the script. I think that'd be insulting to everybody who was out there. I said, we have a black writing staff. I'm going to write, Jane and I are going to write male-female things, which is universal. And if I, if my dialects are wrong or, I'm, or my references are wrong, you have an entire staff that's going to fix it. But I'm not going to pretend I'm, I'm living in that world. I just am not. And it's insulting if you think I'm going to do that. And they, they agreed to that. So that's what we did. We, would write, we wrote a lot of those scripts. Um, I think the first year we probably wrote 11, 12 scripts. And, uh, and then occasionally, you know, I remember Martin coming to me once. Uh, this was funny. And he said, uh, what's with this? Uh, can, I, can I curse a little on yeah, this? Curse, Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Yes. So Martin comes to me and says, what's with this guy's shit? I said, what? He said, in this script, you have me saying the word guys and black people do not say guys. They say brother. Now, how long have you guys been writing for me? He didn't realize he'd use the word guys, you know? So, so it's like, well, you kind of did use the word guys, but uh, we always, you know, anything he, anything he wanted to change, he'd change. And, and, and for the most part, great. Um, and, uh, and, but, but, but it was always it was always funny if a script didn't work we knew if the script if he didn't like the script he'd come in with sunglasses to read the script and because he already read it and didn't like it you know and then uh if he really didn't like the script he'd have sunglasses and a hoodie and then there was one time he came in with sunglasses a hoodie and sucking out a lollipop and i thought oh the script's gonna die <laughs> he hates this one so but uh, so we uh we made a couple of adjustments there so but we've had i, I will say you know 46 years we we've done this stuff and uh i never feel like i've really worked
work at all in that time. It was just fun for me. Uh, is fun for me. Being in a writer's room with other funny people, trying to make each other laugh, man, that's a great way to make a living. And uh, I like the television because it's very much like theater. We have our live audience there. We shoot every scene one time through like a play, so you're not doing two, three takes of every scene. And uh, and it's been it's been really fun. It's really fun. And uh, and, and I got a good a lot of good stories about that in the book too. So oh man, I, I definitely got I definitely have to check it out. Um, she, okay, so let everybody know where they can find you. Like what uh, it actually just plug away. What, what's your website, Instagram, Twitter, any of those? Oh yes, you know you'd think I know this stuff by now, but I really <laughs> I just get on there and start typing. Uh, VanzantMillmore.com V-A-N-Z-A-N-D-T-M-I-L-M-O-R-E.com VanzantMillmore.com is pretty much the base where you'll find you know find all about the TV shows, all about the movies, all about the plays. You'll see where upcoming appearances are. There's connections to go buy my book and all that sort of thing. Um, Amazon, the book is available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble uh, or from our website. And um, I know I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I know I type a lot but i don't know what the handles are at all but there's only one billy vanzant out there so you'll you'll find me it's, uh, it's all right because I'll, I'll find i'll find it and i'll put it in the descriptions anyway so you're good i'll, I'll put it out there for you okay thanks <laughs> but billy man it was great having you on man uh whenever you have any other projects and you want to come on and, and promote them man I, I would definitely love to have you on again man thank you i enjoyed being with yeah. No, the pleasure was all mine, man. I get to, I, I got to speak to a Hollywood legend, so I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the, I'm the I'm the one who's honored. Like I'm like wow, I got to speak to Billy Van Zandt. You're honestly a legend, man. You've been doing this forty something years, man. Not many people can say they can they've been in this in this industry that long and and been successful. Yeah, I've been very lucky, and believe me, I know it. Very lucky. So thank you. No, thank you once again, and you have a great day. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, because I know you, you're in California, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so enjoy the rest of your day. And like I said, anytime you want to come on again, man, you're more than welcome. We'd love to have you back. Happy to. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you again to Billy Van Zandt for coming through. It was an honor having you on the show. I just want to take this time now to just say thank you to everybody who's been out there supporting. Thank you for the listens, the download, everything, man. I've taken someone who, who didn't know they could do this and be successful at it and have a great time doing it i i just appreciate it all the guests all everybody everybody who's helped me in any way to do this show i i greatly appreciate you guys there's big things coming for 2021 big shout out to my my real wise family you guys are really grinding it out and doing what y'all gotta do we got some big things coming up for the uh the new year and also big shout out to my snj network fam man y'all guys been amazing steve joiner you leading a great great group of guys and 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 gals let me not forget the gals because you girls are, are amazing tina marie you you're awesome you, you you killed it with the indie podcast thank you for having me let me be a part of that brandy J, you just you know what you need to do let's let's get focused and and not you i told you you got some great you got some great content let's let's make let's bring it out and let the world hear it and then um of course man my partner in crime poppy J, man when we do a show together it's, it's nothing it's not like anything else me and you just we just chopping it up and we doing what we doing that could, what it's what comes natural to us because we brothers man we, we've known each other our whole lives and we just know everything and, and we know who we truly are and without this without you helping me push this and, and really believing in me i don't know I, I wouldn't i don't know where i would be brother so once again thank you king sage nephew you know i love you man 
<laughs> you need to start talking more but you're doing your things behind the scenes so let's let's keep doing it and i definitely cannot forget the boss lady she's been behind my behind me 100 percent. thank you fina i love you baby keep it up and believe me we're gonna be doing some big things in 2021 and now it's time for the shout outs to to every essential worker out there god bless you be safe you know how i do it wise is out peace out thanks for listening listen on itunes podbean spotify and tune in find us on social media on twitter at wise underscore b underscore blunt instagram at wise underscore b underscore blunt and a facebook fan page www.facebook slash wise 76 check back soon for new episodes until next time peace out